Hey guys and welcome to the first episode of Refresh. Since we are new here, let me introduce myself. My name is Bhavishya Sagar. Uh Bhavishya is the Hindi word for future, so if you like you can call me future. I am a 19 year old who loves technology as my second girlfriend. Uh yes, just don't tell my girlfriend or she will kill me. <laughs> yeah. So as you might have guessed, I am from India. So let me tell you about my podcast. So here on Refresh we talk about the latest and greatest the technology has to offer. From the latest PS5 to a $1400 smartphone. Oh man, that's expensive. But not only that, we also compare this advancement with the old school technology that may have led us to this way or might be worth mentioning. So on the first episode of Refresh we have our first guest well podcast is nothing without a guest duh so this person is a friend of mine he's from the United States of America okay that was bad uh the day we met we discovered that we have many things in common so please welcome my mate from the state Mr Roshan Rajesh welcome Roshan to the first episode of Refresh how do you feel So on the first episode of this podcast, uh I feel pretty great about it. Being able to uh speak from the perspective of a tech enthusiast is one of my main things that I really like to do on my free time. And ever since I was 11 years old, I have gotten deeper into tech and part of the reason why I am hooked into technology in the first place is simply because technology can replace many things, like traditional things. I totally understand you and we hope you are doing great. Uh it's great to have you on the show Roshan. Uh so uh, uh will you do the honors of telling our listeners where and how we met and something about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So me and Future, we actually first met in the first online open ears forum from OnePlus. This is a discussion where OnePlus kind of talks about their future plans with OnePlus. This was in a Zoom conference call during quarantine. So this event kind of talked about the future of Oxygen OS and we first met each other and we had um a pretty good relationship uh, ever since from that uh, conversation. Uh yes, and we were not supposed to leak that information. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Yeah, so okay, so Russian, as you told me, you are a tech enthusiast. So uh like every tech enthusiast has like uh a smartphone with him right so uh can you tell me what was your first smartphone you actually had or used as your own and which one was it The first smartphone that I actually got my hands on was the Samsung Galaxy S3 however this was actually used phone after 4 years of its release cycle The experience wasn't the greatest simply because it was super laggy, but the one thing that I appreciated about Android, which was my first phone ever since, is the fact that it's extremely customizable from the ground up. Things like customizing the app launchers, other types of uh, skins, app icons, things like that. So Android is really customizable uh from that perspective. Uh, I still remember my first smartphone was a OnePlus 3D. So like yeah it was I bought it 
a year after it got released so like still after one year it was a very great phone to uh, use and i still love the uh, oneplus supporting the 3t to the pi update and it was really really nice to know also that got me into whole oneplus and oxygen os ecosystem which i really like i'm still using a oneplus 70 and i can't get you know over the oxygen os experience so uh russian uh like you told us that your first smartphone was a samsung galaxy s3 right so what did you miss about it well i didn't really miss anything about it because it was unusable at that point the one thing though is that samsung software used to be super laggy but over the years they've actually uh, improved a lot but the one thing that i still personally don't like about one ui is the fact that the interface it is a bit clunky as someone who prefers clean software uh, samsung software isn't my cup of tea yeah i personally feel like the samsung software is filled with tons of features like it is good to have such features but for you know a beginner or a newcomer it like you will get overwhelmed with all those features coming at your way so russian uh, as you told us that your first smartphone you owned or your first smartphone you used as your daily driver was the samsung galaxy s3 so if samsung take that s3 and you know give it the modern 2020 features like uh, a newer body and a newer design or something like that so would you still buy it so looking back from the past if my first phone actually was significantly improved like assuming if that phone had newer samsung software updated cameras updated processors more up to date technology then i would consider it but the body of the phone is super outdated to the point where it's mostly made of plastic well if they would have changed it to like maybe a glass and unibody design maybe like glass and stainless steel then definitely that would convey to the user as someone so with the updated design and more so the 2020 standards of that phone i personally would get that phone again though even if it had the latest tech the most bleeding edge of cameras processors battery technology then it would increase the price of the phone significantly but that said you're getting what you're paying for at that point it's basically the pinnacle of flagship yeah as you mentioned that uh, getting all those newer features into a phone would uh, significantly uh, make the phone more costly so uh, we come to the another question that i wanted to ask you is that what is your take on the budget smartphone series so looking at the budget phones it's kind of an afterthought at that point more more or so the past because many people tend to uh, the budget phones tend to be an afterthought but this year the conversation is totally different about budget phones with improved technology that is not only powerful as the flagship technology but it's also a uh, more affordable at that point so at that point it makes for a better budget phone at at that point and it will interest more users because you could get flagship quality but some uh, budget quality stuff 
which is the sacrifice that you would have to make for a budget phone at a lower price point. Of course, most people would definitely afford a budget phone at that point. Yeah, so the budget phone is really the hype in today's time. And we will talk about it and we will also discuss about a major buzz making uh, budget phone that was launched yesterday. Uh, but we will do that after this short break. So you are in an ad break, uh, well we don't have any sponsors, uh, but we all need a little break, don't we? So just sit back and relax and we'll be right back. So welcome back to Refresh and we are here talking with my friend from the United States of America, Mr. Roshan Rajesh. So Russian, before we left, we heard your opinion about the budget smartphones, right? So there's a new budget smartphone in the town by OnePlus, which is called the OnePlus Nord. So what are your views on the OnePlus Nord? So now that we have talked about budget phones and how the and how they have improved over time, with that, OnePlus actually announced the OnePlus Nord a flagship killer phone providing flagship specs at a budget price point. My first impressions of this phone is that for 28,000 Indian rupees, you're actually getting a lot of phone for the money. Things like the Snapdragon 765G with 5G, you're getting uh, up to 256 gigs of storage with 12 gigs of RAM. You're getting a, a pretty good quality camera set that's basically taken from the OnePlus 8. You have a super nice 90 hertz refresh rate screen and the oxygen os software which makes it really clean and easy to use it's honestly a really great budget phone and there aren't that many few budget phones on the market but the oneplus nord is the one phone that many people should grab their attention to especially comparing it to other budget phones such as the iphone se second gen and the samsung galaxy a51 the oneplus nord is a phone that is very unique to the OnePlus lineup considering the fact that OnePlus has started the flagship killer category back in 2014 with the OnePlus One. So this is a really interesting move for, for OnePlus. But uh, why do you think that OnePlus is started making phone like budget phones in this price segment once again? They started with the flagship killer a tagline that they offered the flagship specs with a lesser price but why do they make this uh, the budget smartphone again and why now so this is a really interesting move for for oneplus as if you look at the past of oneplus phones the price has steadily increased over time with their main with their main phones and many people have been wanting for a budget phone but the thing that oneplus wanted to do is for them to wait for the new technology to come in so that it could become just as powerful as their flagship phones, but at a more substantial lower price point for, for this new phone. So part of the reason why 
budget phones do exist, especially now during this pandemic, simply because, as Carl Pace said in the New Beginnings documentary, flagship phones are just decreasing in sales. Many people don't want to spend a ton of money on a phone, so they tend to look for budget-friendly options. And especially now during this pandemic, where people are losing jobs, many other things are happening around the world, people don't want to spend a ton of money. So being able to have this segment of budget phones and phones that are like under hundreds of dollars, excuse me, uh, a phone that is under a thousand dollars, most people tend to gravitate towards that. Yeah, so uh, uh, Russian, can you just uh, tell me what does an ideal budget phone or like if we go more specific, what does an ideal $500 smartphone means to you? So this particular question kind of reminds me of MKBHD a lot where he talks about how it's more like, what's the perfect phone for a particular price point? Well, in this case, if we look at this price point, assuming if it's under $500, basically what you can put at this point is just picking the right set of features for this price point. Like for example, like if you're just going to say things like, I want the best screen on the market, I want the best camera, I want all of the great features, sure, that's going to cost you a fortune. But for the budget phone category, you have to remember that you can't pick every like feature that you wish for. You would you have to make some sacrifices here and there. The budget phone category is kind of like picking the most like important and right features for the user, but sacrificing in a few areas. Like if we look at some of the budget-like features in the OnePlus Nord, it has a mono speaker instead of a dual stereo speaker setup. It has a lower resolution screen at, at 1080p versus quad HD. It just has a few limitations here and there. But overall, though, for what you're getting for, for the price point, it's it's honestly a pretty good deal. Yeah, for me, like the OnePlus Nord is, you know, has the right uh, uh, parts that a budget smartphone need. But also the most important thing that the manufacturers miss is the optimization those parts have to make the whole uh, smartphone experience good. And I must say that I have seen many, you know, budget smartphones like from Redmi's and, you know, the, those Pocos and Realme's and none of them have those great optimizations that uh, OnePlus Nord offers. So it is a really, really clever marketing. R- right. And if... R- Right, and if you look at how OnePlus does their software, and if you compare it with many other budget phones, particularly in other markets, like the Oppo phones, the Realme phones, the software is just clunky. It's not that user-friendly to use. But the OnePlus Nord, especially considering the fact that it has Oxygen OS, which is basically like a like a vanilla version of stock Android, but with more features, that's how I personally like to describe Oxygen OS. It's amazing. So being able to have like a quality phone at this level of price point, but with super clean software, which is what I personally value, is amazing to have. Yeah, so like the Oxygen OS form, like uh, you stated the better vanilla version of Android. Yeah, and 
I kind of feel hungry right now, but yeah, let's not get off the point. Uh, but yeah, Oxygen OS is like the better version, like the better version of Android, what, what Android has to offer. And with those, you know, subtle, yeah, and with those subtle, uh, you know, features, that segment of features that OnePlus offers. And that is literally like, you know, choco chip on your vanilla ice cream. And I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, Russian. Uh, so let me just, you know, just, uh, ask this question so that all of this can frame into a one, you know, answer. OnePlus started as a flagship killer, right? Now they are making flagships, right? And now they just launch the OnePlus Nord, which is their budgets, uh, the entry into the budget segment right so what do you think oneplus is trying to achieve here like they first started making the flagship killer like we will destroy all the flagships ha 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 and all that then they slowly and slowly you know made their way in making a flagship like oneplus 8 pro is a thousand dollar phone which is not a cheap price right and now here comes the oneplus nord so what do you think oneplus is trying to achieve here so if we look at the past history of oneplus like i've said earlier they have started as a flagship killer with budget pricing but over the years over time with each phone that has been launched the price has steadily increased why is that well be simply because of new technology new technology involves in higher price tags and if you look at the the newer phones with the high refresh rate screens and the updated um ai tech in of course in the newer pro in the newer qualcomm snapdragon processors the improvements in 5g and stuff like that that's that's only going to increase the price point but the one thing that reviewers and myself have many have many talked about in previous oneplus phones is the fact that they've have good cameras but it's not as good as let's say the flagship phones but i felt like they've wanted to wait a little bit and so that they've they've become mature enough in the space for them to create a proper flagship phone the oneplus 8 pro despite it being priced at 900 dollars, it really undercuts a lot of the other android phones on the market so i think for them they've they're trying to mature the technology of what a perfect flagship phone is like. Part of the reason why that they've waited is look at wireless charging, right? Why didn't they add wireless charging or water and dust resistance? Well, simply because most users simply didn't need it. And with Warp Charge 30T having super fast wired charging, it's a game changing feature. They wanted to implement that with wireless charging, but previously before, they couldn't do that because the technology wasn't there. So they ended up waiting, got the Warp Charge 30 wireless technology onto the OnePlus 8 Pro, and then went ahead and equipped it over there. And plus other amazing display tech like the 120 hertz refresh rate, the 240 hertz touch sampling rate. It's a flagship quality screen. And you know what's crazy to me is the fact that a small company like OnePlus with the 8 Pro, they're able to get flagship quality screens that are better than other flagship phones on the market. So now what I wanted to say about this podcast is I personally listen to tech podcasts and other types of podcasts 
but this podcast in particular is implemented differently because it does focus on the tech side, but it also focuses kind of the past on tech, not necessarily the early stages of tech, but in this case, we were focusing on the early roots of a small company named OnePlus, talking about their their past and how they have evolved over time. Yeah, and for our listeners, I must tell you, uh, I didn't pay him to promote me. <laughs> uh, it's just we had a deal that I will say good things about him and he will say good things about our podcast. So <laughs> so uh, thank you, Roshan, for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule and uh, having a chat with us. So with this, we come to the end of our podcast. Uh, see you guys the next time.